Rabbi Isaiah, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Parashas Kairach. For us that live here in Eretz Yisrael and for those that live in Chutzlar, it's Parashas Shalach. It's also Shabbos Mavorchim. This week we're going to bench the new month, the month of Tammuz. When we hear the word Tammuz already, we start thinking about and hearing about and feeling the presence of the the days which are not so simple for Klai Yisrael. We ready to get into Shivas of the Tammuz and the three weeks. The three weeks will, which will culminate with Tisha B'Av. So already we have a certain sadness uh, that it enters into our minds to a certain extent, but we have to remember that everything has its time and its place. And we always try to get Chizuk from the parashiyas that we're learning and from the times that we're in. It's very interesting that you know, the, I want to first connect just a little bit of the Meraglim, which is in Parshas Shalach and Parshas Kairach, which is the Chet of Kairach, Vadosa, the famous Machlaikas, which we'll talk about a little bit more in detail. And the um, simple connection is just the fact that these are all part of the reflections of the Nisyanis Achaim, of the trials and tribulations and the tests that people go through, that Klai Yisrael goes through, when we see that there's jealousy factors, when we see that there's the same jealousy which took place at the Miraglim, they were afraid they were going to lose their standing by coming into Eretz Yisrael. So also Kairach Vadosay, also a similar type of kina, and that's what brings, that's what brings machlekes, and that's what brings distress. And this is all coming about in the, in the week where uh, we see in the world, you know, I, an observation that I made, which is that there was a horrific, horrific earthquake in a place called Afghanistan. And the truth is, for many people, it's not even on the on the radar anymore. You know, Afghanistan, America left Afghanistan. It's a country that uh, so far from us, even though there's been many, many wars there, but, you know, a little piece of the news that there was a tr- horrific, horrific earthquake and over a thousand people died. They don't even know how many thousand people in one shot. And uh, to reflect on that and to recognize that maybe there's a message that HaKadosh Baruch was telling us, very interesting that it comes about in this week's parasha, which is the parasha of Kairach, which is all about the, f- the first earthquake. And then there's another type of earthquake, which is that the uh, Israeli government, which we know that for many of us has been very distressful because of its anti-religious stand and its partnering with the Arabs and everything which is to the left of what we we perceive as far as religiosity and everything else is concerned in Yiddishkeit here in Eretz Yisrael. We've been battered for this last year, but the Memshala, this government is falling and there's going to be, it seems like, new elections. So how does this all relate, and how do we somehow take chizuk from the parsha? So first of all, we just mentioned, I saw something in the paper this morning that in Afghanistan, very interesting, there are no Jews that are left there. The last Jews left in the, the last period, somehow they're able to get out, and there were two Jews, I don't even know their exact names, but the two Jews that still remain there, at one point there were over 100,000 Jews, maybe 100,000 could be... I'm, I think there were close to 100,000 Jews at one time, maybe less, maybe 10,000 Jews that lived in Afghanistan. A misquote. 
But uh, the two Jews that remained, they were taking care of the shul. But unfortunately, they were uh, two people that really did not uh, like each other. Like the famous meisters of the guy gets to the island and he says, meets a Jew. And the Jew says, oh, you can, you can come to shul. And he says, oh, you have a shul? He says, no, we have two shuls, one that I go to, one that I don't go to. And this is really what happened over here. There were two Jews living, and they they used to blow shofars separately on different sides of the of the shul, different uh, corridors. Can you imagine two Jews living together and they can't get along? Can you can you not imagine it? That's really the way it is. And I heard that the reason why that they each one said that they were the gabai, they were the apetropas, they were the manager of the shul that was given over to their hands. Supposedly there was a safer Torah that was in the shul there that was thousands of years old and it was worth hundreds of thousands or maybe million dollars and that's really why they were fighting over who was the balabas. We see that this is really something we have to reflect upon and they say that when the Americans came into Afghanistan that the the uh, U.S. soldiers would go and dive in that shul. And no one knows where that Sefer Torah is. It seems the Sefer Torah somehow was taken away, either by the Taliban or who knows who else. But we see that people can hold on to Machlaikas. So I think the lesson that we all should learn is, is that uh, you can have a Kehila. A Kehila could be a Kehila Latov, or a Kehila could be a gathering Lara. This week it happens to be that I was at a, a conference which. I was very, very um, happy to be at of an organization which is called Kehila, and it's an organization which was started in order to somehow combine the the koiches of the Anglo-Saxon community in areas of Chinuch and areas of Aliyah. It was a fascinating, fascinating two days. I ended up being one of the speakers, together with some great rabbani, Rabbi Asher Weiss, Rabbi Zevlef, um, Rabbi Femar um, and I was also given a, a slot to speak. And um, one of the things that we all mentioned was is that the concept of gathering together the koiches. So we should learn from Kairach that in the Midah Hara, that when the Eide gets together, you see what they can accomplish, unfortunately, in a, in a, in a downward spiral, in a negative sense. But we know the Midah Tova is always better than the Midah Peronius. And if we gather together our koiches and we somehow amplify, then we're able to draw inspiration from each other and have koiches and forces, which will be letoiv, and that's really the tikkun for the chet of Adas Kairach. Uh, the real message of Adas Kairach is, is that if a person doesn't work on the midos, a person doesn't have a powerful antidote to able to overcome the midos rose that every person has, the kinna, the tithe, and the covet, which is in man, then no matter how great man is, it affects his judgment, and he becomes a person that has an angle, that has something he wants to get out of it. And that's really what happened by Adas Kairach. There were really four groups. There was Kairach, who was really just going against Moshe Rabbeinu, and he was the one that galvanized everyone. There was, the, you know, he said it was because of Elitzofan, I really should have gotten it because my father was uh, higher on the, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the totem pole. There was the Shevet Ruvain, and the, we see from Owen Ben Pelis and his wife, that what does she say to him? He says, what are you going to gain by going with Kairach? You're always going to be underneath someone. 
If you're not going to be, in, you're not going to be in the top by Moshe. You're not going to be in the top over here. Dosan and Aviram, they're always going against Moshe Rabbeinu. They're always uh, trying to bring down Moshe Rabbeinu. And then you have the 250 Anoshim, and Anoshim always means Anoshim Chashuvim, Rashi Sanhedrin. We know that Kairach was a Chacham. Kairach was a big Talmud Chacham. But and those 250 Anoshim, they had positive things. They wanted to get more kedusha. They were afraid they would lose their standing underneath Moshe Rabbeinu. But what do we see? Everyone had an agiyah. Everyone had an angle. And that's the, that's the reason why the Mishnah says, if you want to know what a machleik is, it's machleik is kairach va'adosoy. Kairach and his ada. Why kairach and adosoy? Why not kairach and Moshe Rabbeinu? The answer is no. Within the framework of kairach and his ada, there was machleik between each other. Each one had a different angle. It could very well be this, this applies to uh, what's going on in the Israeli government. Each one got together, these different parties, each one had a different angle why they wanted it. And when the angles didn't last, then the, all the walls came tumbling down. Very, very interesting. And uh, I saw a vart that the Rebdavid Krongles at Sal, the great Mashkir from Ner Yisrael, said over B'Shem Yisrael Salanter, and he says over that the Mishnah says, famous, a person that has jealousy, a person that has uh, lust, a person that lusts for honor, then that brings a person, takes a person out of this world. So Rav David said over that Rav Shol was medayik, not Adam, the person himself is removed from the world. Ha'adam, even the greatest person, person that's Ha'adam, is the Hey Ayadiyah. But when a person has Nagiyas, then he himself falls down. And it's Yudua that Rabbi Shol Salanter, they say over to the Talmidim, heard him on his deathbed as he was passing away, kept on repeating underneath his breast, He was a constant Balmusser, he was always working on himself. And he recognized. The Midas, Rabbi said, the Midas is really what we have to have is Tikkun Amidas, which is really the biggest Avaida. And when we say Tikkun Amidas, it's not a simple thing. It's not only about learning the Svarim of the, of the Musr, but really to apply it to our regular lives. So that's what we hope and we pray. If we'll apply it to our regular lives, we'll become better people. And the Torah helps us to, 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 to access the Midas Tavis. And we always try to take a look and see inspiration from great people, which we'll talk about in a moment. One of the points which I always speak about is the Einish, and this week's parish, the parish is Kairach, is the earthquake. We said before, an actual sense in order to remind us of what took place in Kairach. So we have an event which took place in Afghanistan. Why, Dafka, did Moshe Rabbeinu ask that there should be some sort of new uh, new type of Einish, as the language of the Pasig is, in Kamais called Adami Musun, if everyone will die a regular death, then I'm not the shliach. The bria yivra Hashem, but it will be a new bria. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu will open up the earth. He'll swallow them up, and they'll all go down to Chaim Sholav. Yadatem ki niyatu anoshim ha'ela. Then we'll know that these people were really going against Es Hashem, going against the Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What was the purpose that he should make them be destroyed in such a new type of a new type of onish. So there's a few perushim, we might have said over in previous years, but I saw a little bit of additional pieces which I want to add on. And um, 
One shot is is that the famous one we always like to say over we saw over from in different svarim the Shalach Kodesh brings it down that Kairach was a Gilgal of Kayin. Kayin was the one that killed Hevel, and we see similar uh, theme between Kairach and his descendant Kairach is descendant Kairach. What's descendant of what is that? What is that similar theme? They both had the Midas Hakina. Kayin was Makana in Hevel. That Hevel's offering was accepted, the Kodesh Baruch, and his offering wasn't accepted. And Kairach is also being Makana against, against, against Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Hevel. What happened? Cain killed Hevel, and the earth opened up and swallowed up the blood of Minahadoma. And Kairach also receives the same punishment, Mida Keneged Mida. By going against Moshe Rabbeinu, going against Hevel, so now Hakadosh Baruch Hu is almost as if the the earth is going to swallow you up from that that you tried to get Moshe Rabbeinu's ancestor Hevel, because we know that the there was a third son to other region that Shes. The pasuk says that when Chava gave birth to Shes, she said Kishosli ben Acher Tachas Hevel. I get a new one, Shes, and from Shes comes out all the descendants. Nayach and everyone else came out after from Shes, and this is Moshe Rabbeinu's lineage. So by Kayin, it says, Orem and Adama, Ashepotzas Pia. So the same thing happens over here to Kairach. Mida Keneged Mida. You get the same Ayish. Moshe Rabbeinu, they say, is the Isis, Moshe, Shes, and Hevel. That's the lineage. Moshe Rabbeinu represents the the continuity of Hevel. Hevel continues through Moshe Rabbeinu, and the world continues through Moshe Rabbeinu. Kairach is the middah of Hev, of the middah of Kayin, the middah of Kinnah, and therefore he is destroyed. He's removed from the world. He doesn't have any place in the world. Another pshat is based upon a word that the great Rashi of Mary Yisrael, Revudaman Zechatzanik of Rocha said over. He brought down the Gemara. The Gemara says that when a person has an opportunity. To eulogize the Talmud Chacham, he's lazy. Call him as Atzel, the Spedah shall Talmud Chacham, Roy Bekoyva Bechayev. It's befitting that he should be literally buried while he's alive. What a horrible, horrible Irish. Because you were lazy, you didn't say over a Hesped, so you, you, you get such a terrible Irish. The answer is that we know that when HaKadosh Baruch came to the Klai Yisrael and asked him to accept the Torah, they first they said, Nasev and Nishma. But then, HaKadosh Baruch was Kofalim HaKagigis, and everyone raises the question, if they already said Nasev Anishma, what was the purpose of the Kofalim HaKagigis? So the Medjish Tam Chuma answers that Klai Yisot said Nasev Anishma on Torah Shebiksav, but Torah Shebalpeh, which is so difficult, and only Talmide Chachamim who toil in the Torah, that they weren't willing to accept because it's so difficult to have all the different Purushim and to be on Omel B'Torah. And on that, Chazal say, if you'll accept the Torah, then you will remain alive. If not, Shom Teheik Vuraschem. The Kofalem Harkagigis, the lifting up the mountain and try and the burial prospect, which takes place when a person is not Makabal the Torah Shabbat. So then he receives that punishment that he's buried underneath the mountain. One that's misatzel in the covet of Tamida Chacham means he doesn't he's not doesn't recognize the Hashivas that the Talmud Chacham is the key 
to the understanding of the Torah, because the Torah was given not only Shabbiksa, but also Torah Shabbat then he has to be buried. Kairach was Kaifer against Moshe Rabbeinu, which is the, the, the Tzinar for the Torah. And therefore, Shom Tehei that's why he's going to be buried. Similar column, to flesh on a little bit more of a Hezbir, and this I saw Gavaldikavort from our great Rav, Rav Moshe Sternbach Shlita Shabikazut and Stark, as we asked that everyone should dive from Moshe Ben Devera, who's still weak after the operation, we need him so desperately. And Rav Moshe brings down that Kairach was Kaifer in Moshe Rabbeinu, who was who represents Torah Min Hashemayim. The Rambam says that a person that's kaifer in the Nevius of Moshe Rabbeinu, the interpretation of the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu, it's like he's being kaifer against the heavens. And this is the kavana. The kavana is like this, that we know that the Rabbanu looks in the world. He, he looked in the Torah and he created the world. The Talmud Chacham, they have the ability to literally change the Teva. As we know, the halacha is that a, a girl that's Vasgim Moshanim, and there was a bia, But if Bezdin decides that there should be an Iber Chaydesh, so then the Basulis are Chayzris, because it, there's a Shinoi in the Teva. Tamidacham have the ability to be Mishan in the Teva. So therefore, when Kairach was going against Moshe Rabbeinu, he was going against the Kayach of Tamidachachamim, that they are the Apitrop, they are the managers of the Teva in the world. Teva is dependent upon, the nature is dependent upon the Arisa, the interpretations of the Torah. What do we have? What did Moshe Rabbeinu say? If they're being kaifer against the Shamayim, they're being kaifer against the, the managers of the Torah in this world, then we have to change the standing of the world. Teva, the nature of the world, has to desist. And therefore there was a, an earthquake. Everything was swallowed up. Because when a person keeps the Torah and follows the Chachamim, then the earth itself gives him standing. That could be, that's the pshat. It's our own, our own edition. Maimed Har Sinai is the pshat. We're maimed the world. The Torah is maimed the world. So Moshe Rabbeinu felt that the onish that's proper for Kairach is that he should be swallowed up by the earth. Shomtek Viraschem, he has no standing. The Teva is given over to Tabidah Chachamim. So this is something that we have to reflect upon as we go into the Shabbos, and we want to add on one extra point, and then we're going to say over a great story in order to give us chizuk. Another thing you have to think about is that by all the chatoyim and the miraglim and the eagle, and the Messiah, we always see the Moshe Rabbeinu is davening for the sake of Klai, so it does, and over here, the only thing the Moshe Rabbeinu says is get rid of them, right? Let's get rid of them. He doesn't daven for Klai Yisrael. How is that possible? Why didn't he stick up for the, for the benefit of Klai Yisrael? And he says, so the answer is that Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, this I heard, I saw brought down, Rabbi Uri Zara said, sometimes when there's an infection on the, on the foot, if you don't cut off the foot, then the whole body will get gangrene and chas the person will die. So Moshe Rabbeinu had a daven that we have to get rid of this Ada. This Ada has to be gotten rid of because this is the poison which is in the framework of Klai Yisrael, and it's mashpia wrong Klai Yisrael. The, the stipler says over in the Sefer Chai Yoylam, as I brought down, the Rav Sternberg brings down, 
that the stipler says that um, really amazing, amazing thing that um, the Indian of Amunas Chachamim is such an important yisod. The Yisaidi Amuna in Torah is that we believe in our Chachamim, we believe in our Talmud Chachamim. That's why the Gemara says, who's an Apikaris? That doesn't have a chelik on Olam Haba, it's a person that's mavaza Talmud Chacham. A person that despises and makes fun of, fun of Talmud Chacham. And we live in a world, unfortunately, that affects our lives as well. The stipler says, look what happened 150 years ago when the reform movement came along and they, they disrespected Talmud Chacham in every single place where those things happened. So the result was that those kahilas went out the Tarbus Ra. And they were lost from Klal Yisrael. The Kilkel only comes about when we mavazet Talmid Chachamim. That's when we lose sight. And this is what happened. The Moshe Rabbeinu says we have to remove this, and I can't daven for them because the Mida of the Emunas Chachamim, the lack of Emunas Chachamim, is really something that needs the Tikkun. In order for us to get Chizuk, <laughs> always look for the the positive. Let's look for the chizuk of Talmud Chachamim. This week is going to be the orchard of a great yid. Those of us, the, the Talmud went to Ner Yaakov, many of them were Zorchad to go see him. Rav Michal Yehuda Lefkevich, He was the partner with Rav Aaron Leib Steinman in the Yeshivic town of Panovich. He was a great Talmud Chacham. Where was he born? He was born in Velazhin. And he, he was born over a hundred and some odd years ago in Velazhin. And as a young boy, his father, the way he was born was also in this. His father lost his first wife. He married a second time. He was over 60 years old. And he was born from that zivuk. And from that zivuk came out little Micha Yehuda. He was sent to the yeshiva in Vilna, Ramailas, by Rip Shleimah Hyman. And eventually he was able to come to Eretzol before World War II. And he learned and he became close to the Chazanish. And the Chazanish was so the small from him. And he became a Rebbe. And who was he a Rebbe of? He was a Rebbe of Reb Chaim Kanievsky. Reb Chaim Kanievsky used to see him, ah, the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Rebbe. He was a great Talmud Chacham. And the Chazanish used to say over that from uh, Reb Michal Yehuda, we can see that even a person who gets married and becomes a younger man, becomes a Rebbe, he also is able to steig. Not only when you're a Bacher can you steig, you can steig even when you become older because Reb, Reb Michal Yehuda steigt his whole entire life. They say over a story that has his chair that he used to sit on, I was to see him in that chair. That chair was left over to Yerusha, to one of the children. He sat in that chair for 60 to 70 years. That chair has a very interesting phenomena. The part which is closer to the floor, closer to the, to the edge of the seat, is literally ripped to shreds from his constant sitting on it when he was toiling in Torah. But the back part of the chair is almost new. He barely, rarely ever sat on it because he always was steiging and he only used a half a chair. But from that half a chair, many, many people got chizuk. People used to come to him from all walks of life in order to get chizuk. I remember taking the Talmudim from Ner Yaakov to Michal Yehuda, and he, he spoke for them. And then he gave eights. And I remember I was, I was amazed. Every single bacher, I would tell him a little short synopsis of who he was, this bacher. And immediately he gave a bracha, which was, Taylor made for that particular bracha. Different brachas. He didn't give the same buha, 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 bracha, vatzlocha. He gave this person should be like this, this person should be like this. He had a tremendous uncanny ability to be able to tap in to the, to the wellsprings of each person, each individual. 
One time he was driven in a car by one of his drivers that would drive when he became elderly, went to a wedding, and at the end of the wedding, many people were coming over and they were asking for brachas. And the people in the car, the, the family, and the, the, the nag says, Rebbe, you have to go. He says, how can I go? Klai has tzoros. When Klai has tzoros, we have to try to help. And he would give a brocha, and he would give an etzah. These are the Talmud Chachamim that we look up to, we aspire to. This is the Amunas Chachamim. Rebbe Chayuda had a Talmud that learned in his yeshiva, and eventually he went out into the business world. He became a very successful business, but he brought up his children on the Derech HaDatayra, and he had a wonderful, wonderful family. And people once asked him, why were you Zohar to such a wonderful family? Family, He said, because I was Zohar to have a Rebbe with Michal Yudah. And after davening in the Yeshiva Ketan of Panovich, with Michal Yudah would give a shir, a halacha shir. And one time he was learning the beginning of the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch says, Roy l'chol adam, roi l'chol yari shemaim. It's befitting that every fear of heaven, she... That a person should bemoan the fact and should feel the pain of the suffering of the destruction of Beis Amigdash. And Rabbi Yehuda said this, he started crying. Really an amazing, amazing thing. And this Talmud said this made an, a tremendous effect upon him. He saw that the Rebbe really, really felt the Churban Beis Amigdash. It went into him. And this created a dimension in his life that he was stayed connected to the Torah because of the Talmud Chacham that he was to be to be able to be nana from. Rabbi said, so we want to speak about how could we, we can be metakin machlaikis, how we can be metakin Chorban Beis HaMikdush. So the first thing is to recognize we have to aspire that we should have a connection with Emunas Chacham and the words of our great leaders and Moshe Rabbeinu and the Torah Shabbat to be mechazik in the Amunas Chachamim, not to follow after Machloikas. When we see this in Machloikas, run away, run the opposite way. To be metakin, tikkun hamidas, which is the hardest avodah. And if we'll do all of these things, and we'll reflect upon how our kehilas, our congregations, should be congregations of midas tovahs, of listening to the Rabbanim, with that we'll be zoichim it's Hashem, this Shabbos, Shabbos, Mevorachim, of Chodesh Tammuz should be a good Shabbos, a Shabbos Shalom. We'll, we'll have a tikkun for the list of the parsha of Shalach, of the, of the Meraglim. We'll have a tikkun of the Machlokas of Kairach. We'll have kehilas of Tshuva and Maisim Tevim, of Kedusha and Torah and Midas Tevis. And with that, we'll be Zoycha Mitzvah to the Gula Shlema, wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it would be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.